Welcome to the Real Estate Podcast with Robert Eichert. Thank you for joining us today, and we have a very special guest. His name is Craig Davis. He's the president and CEO of Visit Dallas, the sales and marketing organization for the city of Dallas. He directs and manages all of Visit Dallas's strategies, operations, activities, and staff as the organization works to achieve its mission to market Dallas globally to benefit our community and visitors. So welcome. Thank you, Robert. You're welcome. Tourism is big in Dallas, and Dallas drives more than $5 billion in economic impact and supports more than 65,000 jobs. Davis has worked in the hospitality industry for more than three decades and began his tenure as president and CEO of Visit Dallas in January of 2020. Prior to Visit Dallas, he served as president and CEO of Visit Pittsburgh, and during his 19-year career there, served as executive director of convention sales and executive vice president of sales and marketing. Davis's extensive background in the hospitality industry also includes experience in marketing and sales at hotels in Pittsburgh, Chicago, and Toronto. Born in St. Catharines, Ontario, Davis began a US, became a U.S. citizen in 2001. He graduated from the University of Western Ontario in London, Ontario. In 2002, Davis became a certified designation management executive and now serves as a course instructor for its leadership program. The, that status is recognized within the Convention and Visitors Bureau industry as its highest educational achievement. He has served as the chairman of Destinations International Association as well as the Destination International Foundation. He is a private pilot and resides in the city of Dallas with his wife, Kathleen. That was a mouthful. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. We made it through it. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm so excited to have you. Thank I've you. heard you speak at a couple of different local events, and um, there's a lot going on in Dallas. Yeah. But um, so, are you originally from Canada? I am. Yeah. Okay, tell us a little bit about that, if you don't. Mind. I was born in a little uh, in a little town that's right near Toronto. I always say Toronto because. A lot of people don't really know the geography, but right. in essence, if you know where Buffalo, New York is, I grew up right across the river from Buffalo, New York in the snow belt and um, lived there and went to, to college, as, uh, as I said, at the University of Western Ontario. Started my hotel career in Toronto and then had the opportunity to emigrate to the United States when I was 23 years old and never looked back. So I've been in the United States for the vast majority of my life and my career. So, oh. yeah, just... Um, uh, and, of course, it's a natural to become a U.S. citizen Good. And, because I plan to obviously live up my days here. Well, we're happy to have you in Dallas. I know that. Thank you, Robert. And it's not just me saying that. The people I talk to, oh, that's nice. you're, you're doing a very good job promoting the city of Dallas and in your position um, it, at the um, Visit Dallas. Yeah. And what's the website, just in case I forget to mention it at the end? Sometimes it's I'm supposed to very remember simple. that. Go v- ahead. VisitDallas.com. So, we're, the, we're the, the organization that brings tourism into Dallas. We're responsible for um, marketing Dallas all over the world. Okay. Uh, because as you know, with DFW and with Love Field, we have the most lift out of any city in the entire world here in Dallas, Texas. That's I didn't it. know that. Yeah. And when you combine the two airports. And um, on top of that, we're the ones that bring all the conventions into town, and we work very closely with our hotel community. To, our, our you know Success for us is bringing people from the outside, bringing economic development and money from the outside into the Dallas economy. And that is done so by getting people to come meet here in Dallas, stay overnight and um, buy lots of food and beverage and parking and gas and everything else. And they leave a big imprint on the economy um, when they leave. And lots of fun things to do here, of course. Yes, there's that. There are days of attractions here. (laughs) Exercise. Well, um, for the benefit of our audience, around the country, at home, and internationally. We do have quite a skyline as well, as we can see in the back. Yep, this is a perfect Texas day, about 80 degrees, and um, as dry and and perfect as you can absolutely ask for. Yes, we're actually, um, we're broadcasting out of the Oak Cliff Tower in Dallas, Texas, compliments of Jim 
Lake and Amanda Moreno Lake, who have so graciously allowed us to use this location, which has the best views in Dallas, in my opinion, because we are right next to Dallas, but it also gives us a view of the downtown. So we love that. And thank you again, Jim and Amanda, for allowing us to use this beautiful facility you have here, this beautiful building. And um, so what's on your mind today about Dallas? I know you always have so much good to say about Dallas. And let me just ask you what's first and foremost on your mind about Dallas? Well, I mean, just I'm going to level set this a little bit. You know, I was recruited down here three and a half years ago. It was right before COVID. So when I got here, the economy was booming. It was 2019, um, the very end of 2019 when I arrived. Um, started my job in January 2020. And um, we had, obviously, three months and then all hell broke loose with right. COVID. And not a lot of different industries suffered during COVID, but tourism did, as everybody knows. Because, right. you know, and... Compared to a lot of other cities in the United States, especially Northeast cities, January, February, March, April are our top months because we have wonderful weather for the most part in those times. Those, and so um, groups and, and people actually migrate down to, down to Texas and, and Dallas in specific. So yes. we're coming off of our best year on record in 2019. COVID hit in March 2020. And we went, just a, I remember, it was Friday the 13th, I think. And um, we went from aggregate occupancies in our hotels of around 70% down to single digits overnight, and it languished there for months. Then we started to creep up again, but we went through two years of real tough times um, in the hotel and hospitality industry throughout the world, of course, and Dallas jumped back quicker than most. Um, We were given a really bad uh, prognosis um, when, when they started to look at the effect of COVID, they said big cities like Dallas are going to suffer the most because people won't want to come back into the cities after COVID. They won't want to meet and all these other things. And they said, it'll be five years before you get back to where you're supposed to be. And we got back and we exceeded in two years. So we had this true V-shaped um, reset or, or um, uh, uh, comeback. Right. And so we are actually in the midst of now um, looking for our future. And we've, uh, you know, and we'll get into this a little bit more, but I, we're, we're announcing a brand new convention center that's going to start being built next year or in 2024. It will be out of the ground in 2028. And with that, a gigantic uh, entertainment district and neighborhood will be built around our convention center. So it's really going to be a life-changing experience for a lot of people from Dallas. There's that- a lot. Plus, we're going to get FIFA in 2026. And for those, not everybody is a soccer, or maybe I should say football fan. Yeah. Um, what is FIFA? FIFA is the, actually, it's, uh, it's the Federation of, I forget what it what its acronym is for, but it, it is, it is. Fe- we have young people here. <laughs> Somebody's got to know. Yeah. It's um, a, Federation of International Football Association. Football Association, something okay. like that. Well, we just showed ourselves. Yeah, that's all right. Um, we're, we're, huh? You got it. Okay, yeah. we're, okay. we're Americans. What are you going to yeah. do? So I've always just referred to them as FIFA, but FIFA um, announced North America that they were going to come to North America for the next um, finals. And as you recall, it was just it happened this past summer um, in Qatar. Um, and yes. And so it's coming into North America and and uh, full of North America, so Canada, United States, and Mexico. And um, it's going to be distributed amongst, I think it's 26 cities. So we're going to have FIFA in North America for two months. Uh, and it's going to just turn, like, there, there are, of these 26 cities, Dallas is one of the host cities. And we are competing with our other host cities to, to see who's going to get the final game, as well as other possibilities. So the United States won. The or one one won the bid. Well, one, North one, America won the bid. North yeah. oh North America. Yeah. So Mexico and uh, Canada, Canada as well. And, yeah, yeah, States. Okay. So do do we have do we have the facilities to support such an event? Absolutely. So we don't have to build anything. And in fact, Dallas was such an easy buy for them because you know Dallas has has some facilities, but we're very blessed to have a metroplex around us. Yes. Of different cities that make up the Dallas metroplex. And a lot of those facilities are in the, our Metroplex partners. 
So this game, these games would be played all over Dallas and the Metroplex, but the final, like the, the actual matches are going to be at AT&T Stadium, which they're going to rename as Dallas Stadium for the, for the World Cup. So we're going to, um, but putting it in context, every game, every FIFA World Cup game, individual match, is the equivalent to a Super Bowl. So let that sink in. We're going to be, I think, 120 Super Bowls will take place in North America over the course of two months. Okay, so let me get this straight. If we just get one game it's in a Super Dallas, Bowl. it's yeah. like having a Super Bowl in Dallas. Yes, but we're, we're aiming for eight games, so we'll have eight Super Bowls or more. Wow, that is going to be huge. Right. And do we have the hotel capacity and everything else to support that? We do. Actually, in the Metroplex, we have 120,000 rooms. So there, well, there's more than enough capacity to handle it. Um, it will stretch us, but we're one of the few areas in North America or the world that can handle events like this. And, and they don't all happen. They, they all won't happen at once. Correct? No, but they'll happen concurrently in different cities. Right. Um, but it won't be, it's not going to be eight straight weeks or eight straight days. It's going to happen in a, in a rotation. Right. And as different um, countries beat different countries, we'll, we'll have the opportunity to host. Um, so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be very typical of a, of a, kind of a play-in match that um, will take place over the course of two months. And you're going to make sure we have the final championship in Dallas. Is that correct? <laughs> so actually, we, we, we do want I mean, we're, we're, we have that set in our sights. And um, odds on favorites right now are Dallas, New York Meadowlands, and Los Angeles. So we're hoping that we win it out of the two of them. All right. The That's great. Well, um, we're, re- we're an international real estate podcast. And yes, this is very Dallas centric. Yes. This this um, podcast, but um, the things you're saying about this area, um, people want to know about. There's a lot of people considering moving to Dallas. There's a lot mm-hmm. of corporations considering moving to Dallas, and there's a lot of people and corporations that have already moved to Dallas. Yeah. Dallas Fort Worth. I don't want to leave Fort Worth out. It's a it's a metroplex. It's yeah. Dallas Fort Worth. And I think, and I could be wrong, but I think I counted it up one day, and there's 120 cities that make, uh, it's a lot. It wouldn't surprise anyone. Yes, that make up the DFW area. Its Um, size is staggering, actually. Yes. You drive from one end to the other, it's, it could be an hour and a half from. Oh, yeah. And then north and south as well. Yeah. North, south, east, and west. And so, what, what? what are you? Why do you think Dallas is and Dallas Fort Worth and Dallas? I I don't mean to leave out Fort Worth and all okay, the other. Okay, we'll, and just, all we'll the just assume Fort Worth as we say. Yeah, Dallas. I okay, mean yeah. that's that's uh, we all use the word Dallas. We don't all, but many of us use the mm-hmm. word Dallas. But it's a DFW metroplex. Yeah. Why are people so attracted in this? Uh, attracted to this area? Well, I think it's multifaceted, but I, I think first of all, it's a great business climate, um, and the weather here is. Not wonderful 12 months a year, but 11 and a half months of the year. <laughs> yeah. Got, um, and you've got, you just have a really, you've got a wonderful sense of hospitality here. And so when you meet somebody from Dallas, and I'm, I'm living proof of it. I came down to Texas, to Dallas with my wife three and a half years ago. And within a year, we have lifelong friends. And yeah. um, it is an amazing opportunity for people to to come down and be accepted. If you come to Dallas with the right attitude, you bring your genuine self, and you are willing to work, and you're willing to put yourself out there, people insist in this city that you succeed. And I've felt nothing but that since I arrived here. So my wife and I feel like we've lived here all of our lives. So I think that there's that part of it, but it really is a business-friendly climate here, and it's a sophisticated city. So you know the things that bring you down or to a city... It's education. It, we have a great university uh, infrastructure. We have great living standards. We have, um, we're, we're a relatively inexpensive city compared to other big cities. So all of that adds up to, to success. And you see it happening in the statistics, as you and I are talking prior to this. Um, if the demographic shift keeps going the way it's going, we're going to eclipse the... the um, uh, a Chicago, Illinois metroplex by 2030 to become the third largest metroplex in the United States. So the trends are very much in our favor yes. for, for gaining. Well, and I didn't realize what you said earlier about that 
I like the way you put it. We have the most lift of any yeah. city in the United States. In the world. In the world. When you combine both Love Field, the home of Southwest right. Airlines, and you and DFW, the home of American Airlines. You right. put those two together, the entire lift is the largest in the world. I got a joke. I don't know if it's appropriate, but um, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll do yeah. it anyway. Yeah. I'll let you know. Uh, there, there's a joke. It says you can't even go to hell without passing through Dallas, but... <laughs> we, we may we may strike that out of the podcast. <laughs> we might not, but um, the um, that's just an old joke. But it's true. I mean, a lot of times if you want to travel uh, cross country or somewhere, you have to stop in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. And, it's uh, one of those you know all roads lead here. And the other part of Dallas that is actually good from a you know strategic standpoint when you're looking at relocating your company is we're right in the middle of the, of the country. So you can oh be, yes yeah, exactly. Drive to most places, it's, it's where you start your road trip. Or if you have to fly, if the benefit, if I'm flying to any other city, I'm usually one flight and usually within three or four hours if I'm getting to the right. end of it. So, I mean, how, it, how long would it take to get to Toronto from here? Four and a half hours. It, yeah. Airtime? Yep. Yeah. So oh. not bad. So you leave it in the morning and you're there at lunch. Yeah, and there's multiple flights going And to really, Toronto. that covers almost the United... Well, it that's does. another I mean, that's sort of the pretty northern part of where we're talking yes. about, but... You know, most places you want to go, um, you can get there in one flight in Dallas, from Dallas, um, via a, a number of different airlines, multiple times a day. Well, I also heard that it's, I don't, I don't remember if it was the NBA or the NFL, but it's the number one choice of pro athletes in the, I don't know if it was the Mavericks or the Cowboys, but this was the number one choice for them to come to. Interesting. And, and I, I thought about that for a minute. I'm like, why, why Dallas? And then I'm like, well, why not Dallas? Well, if you think about some of the, right. the, the climate. But you go ahead and tell me what you no, think. No, I mean, I, there's, when you're talking about sports, this city is synonymous with sports, of course, back with the Cowboys. But we have five major league um, sports teams here. And um, this we is. We have the, hockey. We have basketball. Ball. Football. Football. We have XF, baseball. Baseball. We have XFL. We have. Oh, that's right. We have soccer, um, FC Dallas. We have the Dallas Wings women's basketball. We have so you could we could name and name and name. So there's there are a number of different franchises that are located in this area. And and we we have uh, major um, MMA fights we here do. too. We do. There's there's a lot going on here and. Um, and it, you know, interestingly enough, and I don't think Dallas has really uh, hit a lot of people's radars, but it will within the next five years. I think that we're getting buzzed by people are, I mean, Texas is the number one import right now for people that are leaving other cities. Um, for whatever reason, they're coming to Texas first, Florida second, and Dallas is in those, those first choices of Texas. So we're well, a net importer. Well, I, I lived in Florida for eight years before moving here, and a big difference I noticed was in Florida, you'll hear people talk about uh, golfing, where they're going to eat next, things like that. <laughs> yeah. Here, the conversations are business. Yes. I mean, it's just business, business, business. It's a lot. It's a real business-oriented city. And it is. That's one reason I'm here, and I like it. Um and not that there aren't plenty of things to do like we've been talking about, but um, there, there's a lot of jobs, there's a lot of progress, there's a lot. Uh, I'd say the city is very, and you can talk about this a little bit more, the city welcomes and encourages new business to come to it Dallas. It does, and I want to talk a little bit about you know the, the economy of Dallas, somebody told me, is that if you take the United States economy, you shrink it down into the size of the city, Dallas's economy has the same ratio of all the different different components of that economy in just the city. So we are very very resilient and in yes. a lot of when a, when a lot of the headwinds come for recessions or other, you know, white swan events, Dallas is usually the first of many or, or of a few that come out of these because we are so diversified here. So we are a banking hub, we are a transportation hub, I mean, oil hub, insurance, yeah, insurance, I mean, you name it, Dallas has Dallas is a southern gateway for a lot of that. So that kind of that helps to make that make us stable, and so you know, for for us, it is that stable economy and that stable promise is, I think, what a lot of, attracts a lot of people. And you know, I want to talk about what the elephant in the room is. Is a lot of people are starting. They they paint. They there's a misperception out there about Texas that 
we're a bunch of rednecks and that we have, we are backwards and, and uh, you come to Dallas, Texas and you will find that it's a sophisticated and you said welcoming. This is the most incredibly welcoming community I've ever experienced. And I grew up near Toronto and Toronto is probably the most diverse city on the planet and it is as welcoming as Toronto. Yes. Not more. So I, um, I just, I, I want to make that really clear to the people that, Right. May not be from Texas and think that because the media has actually portrayed Texas in a certain light, and I can assure you it is not the case. <laughs> no, no, yeah. it's not. Um, maybe a hundred years ago, but perhaps. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, it's also a very high tech area. It is. It's a huge tech hub, and um, I believe we have more high tech than Austin. And I read that. I read that. I heard the same thing. I, I can't verify it, but yeah, yeah well, no, I, I read an yeah. article that said that. Um, anything I can say, I say could be wrong, and you can independently verify it. But I did read that, um, and I know we do have a lot of um, big tech here. Um, yeah. We have the education to feed it. Yes, um, you know, it's a whole biosphere of of technology, of education, of people importing, living here, supporting it. It just you know it's you you. It's hard to explain. You have to come to see it and yes. experience it. Um, it is just such a welcoming, as I said, diverse. Um, you know, another thing that we're, we're over 50% Hispanic here. Yes. And that's something that I think people are surprised when they hear. We, so we have a wonderfully diverse population. Yes, we do. In all kinds of ways we do. And um, it's just, uh, it's... I mean, of course, this is true of probably any big city, but you could eat it in a different restaurant every day, oh, yeah. every day of the year and never repeat it. Well, one of the things that happened, you know, a, yeah, a lot of cities, including us, suffered during COVID, but we didn't have the, the business closures even close to a lot of other comparable cities. And actually, you know, we did, we did fall into some very tough times during COVID like everybody else, but we right. came up very quickly, as I said, and right. now we have new restaurants opening day in and day out once and um i don't really believe we lost too much of our population during COVID in terms mm -hmm. of uh, our restaurant population and um, i think our net our net difference is far more than what what before we had before COVID. right well when i first moved here i um noticed that oh, i <laughs> i brought up the term recession because the 2008 recession wasn't far in the rearview mirror. Right. And a lot of people would give me a funny, puzzled look. And and then I realized after a certain amount of time, they didn't feel the recession here no. like they felt it in Florida. I mean, it was it was blood in the water in Florida in, and yeah, many places. Yeah. Yes. And um, Nevada and other places. I'm not saying Texas didn't feel it and Dallas didn't feel it, but I got some funny looks when I brought up the recession. And um, just like they didn't even know it, you know. It was, it, was, it was weird in a good way. I wasn't here during 2008, but I heard that a lot of uh, our business community doubled down in, during 2008 and decided that they would buck yes. the trend and they started to build uh, big projects and be you know, very, very forward-looking, and I think right. it really paid off. I mean, we have so many construction projects that, are, that have been announced here in Dallas with high-rises and, as I mentioned, yes. the convention center. And um, these are big Big, in many cases, public projects, but in, in many others, private projects that are financed and are coming out of the ground. Well, and the business-friendly environment, one thing that goes into that is um, that the, the tax rate and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I did read another time, and I think this is true, we have more Fortune 500 companies in Texas than any other state in the in the United States, mm -hmm. including California and New York. I was shocked at that, to yeah. tell you the truth, that we have more Fortune 500 headquarters than New York. Um, I believe it's been a slow bleed over the course of the number of years. Yes. But that is, yeah, that's very, very common news that a lot of big Fortune 100, 500 companies are, are relocating to Texas. Yes, and... Um, uh, the, we don't have an income tax, right? So that applies to if you're a corporation and you move here to Texas, that um, if you have high-paid executives, they don't have to worry about that component of their high pay. Mm -hmm. Whereas somewhere else, it, it can make a big difference. Oh, completely, you know? right? But there's a there's enough of a tax structure here that schools get 
get yes. financed and other things that you expect. Our roads are are right. are good. They're not great, like big city, but um, right. they're good. I mean, um, there's there's not that lack of of infrastructure. In fact, right now, the state of Texas um, has, I think, a thirty billion dollar surplus that they're going to be paying down some of the the income or some of the the um, real estate taxes. Uh, yes. In other words, they're going to be rebating right. some of the real estate taxes. We're using them. How many, how many states can say that? I don't know. I don't know either. Um, but um, let's go back to the convention center. Yeah. Where are we with the convention center? And tell us, more, first of all, tell us what it's going to be. Sure. Um, I believe it's going to be its own district. Could you just kind of give us sure. the, yes. So um, I'm going to, Hopefully, I'm not boring everybody, but I, you know, our convention center was first built in 1957 and expanded five times. So we did what a lot of cities do: is you start with one building, then you keep adding on, adding on, adding right. on. And over the last 60 years, we have turned into this sort of Frankenstein that started <laughs> as. And some of the oldest parts um, have engineering and and infrastructure that are 60 years old, and the newest parts are 20 years old. Um, none of them talk to each other. None of them. It's it's an inefficient building that has been laid to uh, not to waste, but pretty close for the last number of years. So um, it's been pretty hard to sell it because a lot of other cities, quite frankly, have eclipsed us. They've brought in better, brighter, easier uh, buildings and other systems to work with, and our customers have to over the years saying we're we're kind of fed up with this. So there's a lot of things that that are wrong with our convention center and. But one of the big things that's wrong with it is that it's actually in an east-west configuration. And it is in, right in front of Interstate 30. And Interstate 30 was cut through the middle of Texas and other states back, I forget, I mean, it was in the 1930s or so. And what it did is it bifurcated the southern part of our, of our city with the northern part. And the southern part um, were kind of landlocked and couldn't get into downtown and north. So the convention center, actually the back end of it, faces the southern part, and it is such a, an eyesore that people can't really, they can get there from, from the south to the north, but it, it's not intuitive and it's not inviting, and it was just a number of years of really bad planning. So what we're going to do is we have this beautiful hotel called the Omni Hotel. Omni is actually attached to our current convention center. Yes, on, can we see yeah, it? I think we can you, almost see it. Yeah, we can it. see yeah. it right okay. there. So it's on the westernmost part of our convention center. What we're going to do is start our new convention center in the south, right next to the to Interstate 30. We're going to build it north. And at the same time, we're going to be constructing this convention center. We're going to be actually deconstructing the, the current convention center while still operating both centers throughout the construction process. So what could possibly go wrong? Um, so we're going to be four years into construction. Um, but then once the new convention center is constructed from south to north, we're going to take all the current convention center down and we're going to redevelop that land that will be now then redeveloped for uses that are complementary to the convention center. So like restaurants, um, shopping, other retail, um, apartment dwelling, and also business um, offices. So we're actually going to create a brand new district that actually the name of it exists. It's called Reunion District, and it's named after or Reunion Tower is part of that. And Reunion Tower for the folks the, at home or and abroad, it you may not be able to see it too clearly, but it's got a ball at the top. Yeah, it's the most iconic structure of, of Dallas. It's like our you know it's it's, it's a, what makes Dallas Dallas. It's a, it's a restaurant at the top in yep. that ball, and it goes. Around and around, but maybe yeah. you can say a little bit more about it. No, it's, I mean, I mean, you're you're right. I mean, it's it's our iconic first day attraction that people come and and they they visit Reunion Tower and then they begin their journey in Dallas. But and you can so, eat and you can yeah. see look out the window, and then thirty seconds later yeah. you're looking at another another scene. But anyway. so so this I mean for me personally I mean I'm being selfish when I say we as the person who's responsible for the organization that sells the convention center we're delighted to have a brand new product to sell. And it is uh, a testament to our community and my team and our other supporting teams that we've been able to sell that convention center for as long as we have, as well as we have in the state that it's in. So we're going to be able to actually get a brand new convention center that will do a quantum leap above everybody else technologically wise, user ability wise, because we're going to be painting this canvas from a blank canvas. 
Um, but the, the thrilling part is that we're going to actually connect over top of I-30 um, with a deck park. So oh, it'll be, wow. it'll be a seamless contact between the south and the north. It will create then brand new opportunities for our residents in, the su- in southern Dallas. And then also it will spread west and east. So we're going to kind of recreate the entire, the entire community. And a lot of people will be surprised at the fact that it, it will be transformational, not only for a convention business, but transformational for Dallas. Because then it will actually, I think, breed development for the, that southern part of our downtown and the, the, the northernmost part of southern Dallas. So at a recent um, SBCA luncheon, yeah. I did, how, did you say it's going to be one of the biggest, um, have one of the biggest ball? Or... Well, we think, again, this is one of these unverifiable things. Oh, but, okay. You know, the, so if you take... You don't we, want anybody to hold yeah, you to it. Well, we... we we think in our total in our competitive side it will be so our the largest it will have a hundred and five thousand square feet ballroom which will be the largest ballroom um, that, that we know of now it'll, it'll, it'll hold how many people gosh you know probably probably five thousand wow so the but the other part is you never know about Las Vegas Las Vegas has, has oh yeah it. so we kind of put Las Vegas in the side. They are their own entity, but right. our competitive set. Aside from that, yes, it'll be um, probably one of the biggest yes. ballrooms in. Right, but a convention center North. won't be the largest convention center um, in the in the United States. That's not we're aiming. We're aiming for it to be the best. So it'll have the right, it'll have the right infrastructure that will be able to host virtually any convention um, in that it would be available to us. So whereas just, right now we're not necessarily available to do that. No, we're not because. Um, as I said, that the age of our building is not attractive to our customers. And also the, there's a part of our building that had, that houses what we call breakout space. So classrooms or other mixed use space for eating and that kind of thing that has only 160,000 square feet. So our new convention center will be 800,000 square feet of exhibit space, which would be one of the biggest, Wow! but it's going to have 460,000 square feet of exhibits or, or breakout space. So that over two to one ratio is what our customers want. So we'll be able to really have, we'll be able to, to change the way that we sell Dallas. Okay, so this new convention center mm-hmm. is is going to be able to be first class and yeah. compete with anybody in the country or maybe, Absolutely. maybe the yeah. world. And what the, the great part of it is, is that um, we, we were looking at how to finance this convention center. And there was a state program called a project financing zone that okay. you can actually draw a circle, a three-mile uh, circumference around the convention center. And all the hotels tax that, a portion of that tax would, that would go to our state, uh, our state allowed us to keep it local and bond against it. So that money is staying in, a, in an account to bond. Then on top of that, our citizens of Dallas voted yes to put a 2% tax on hotel rooms. I'm one of them. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Um, So, you know, essentially, and I'm sorry for the people that are coming into Dallas that that you're going to have to pay two more percent than you had to pay before in taxes. But we are still on the low end compared to other cities of the same magnitude. So we didn't price ourselves out of competition. But so the long and short of it is that we're financing the entire convention center project, um, but not with any kind of local tax. Right. So it won't go out over the general fund of, this, of the city right. of Dallas. Well, I mean, um, if you have an international or just say a large national corporation, yes. and you have, you have employees all over the country, Dallas is, I mean, you could go north of us. I don't know what's... There's not a whole lot north of us. We have a lot of farmland north of us. North, north of us. North, yeah. north of yeah. us, all the way to Canada. But um, as far as central, um, we and like you said, the lift. I love that word. Yeah. We have the most lift. Um, it just makes sense. Um, people aren't going to have a three day, or uh, not three day. Let's just say three uh, connection. Yeah. yeah. Three connection flight to get here. From a lot of places. I mean, we have direct flights from L.A., um, New York. I've flown to New York nonstop, L.A. nonstop. Oh, yeah. You can fly to Toronto non. I'm, I don't know what you can't fly to. Maybe no Hawaii. No major city. Yeah. No, I think no, you, you can fly can, to Hawaii. Yeah. No, ma- we There's, fly to all major cities, but not just in North America. I mean, we're, we fly to most major cities in the world. 
not every major city, but but most major cities. Right. So across. Um, so you could fly to London nonstop oh, from here. Multiple ways. Um, there's, and we have a lot of lift to Australia to every major city in Australia. Nonstop. So, nonstop. So okay. we have. I mean, there are very few cities that if we started to banter back and forth, that we don't fly to. There are a few, but more more we do than we don't. So um, we are a an international hub, and visit Dallas markets that, um, and into those cities that have frequent uh, lift into those cities. How does Dallas compare to Toronto? This isn't a fair uh, question, yeah. but how does it compare to Toronto? I just, I'm just so, because you know the, both of them really well. Yeah, well, the city of Toronto is actually bigger than Dallas. No, um, I know. Yeah, it's, 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 I, I just realized yeah. that recently. And actually. Toronto is, is in the same trajectory. They are growing and growing and growing. In fact, Toronto has been growing for many, many years without any kind of stop. So uh, when I lived there 30 years ago, I could get from point A to point B, but the joke in Toronto is Toronto is 30 minutes away from Toronto. So, you, um, <laughs> you, I mean, the, they're, they're, just, they're growing in such a... And I, I don't know what the, the growth differential would be, but they're growing at the same rate. But the cool thing about, and I'm not here to sell Toronto, but I'm going to, the cool thing about Toronto is that, as I said, it's probably the most diverse city on the planet. Um, it has been welcoming immigrants from every corner of the world for 40 years. Well, this is an international podcast, okay. so yeah. you're from very, Canada. Yeah, I'm very proud of so you. So you'll be one of my uh, second or third international guests. Okay. <laughs> but by, by we virtue. consider you, okay. actually, I consider you Mr. Dallas Okay. <laughs> so that's that's my nickname for you. That's okay. that's your new nickname. Okay, Mr. Dallas. Mil- Mr. Yeah. Dallas, <laughs> yes. Uh, tell, tell us about the hotels that are going to be happening and things like that around the new conventions. Well, we don't have any... Any new hotels actually named yet, but I've said to the... Yeah, or that you can yeah, say, to, yeah. Yeah, to the project planners, I've said uh, that has to be a part of the whole process. When we did a study four years ago, we found out that we need about 4,000 rooms right at the convention center, and that was with this current building that that is not going to be even close to as effective as... More than we yet. have now. Right, so if I get... If I get... We get... Four or five thousand more rooms, then we'll have that right package to be ideal for most conventions out there. So there is, there are plans for new hotels, but they're not being um, being announced yet. The other part of this is that, I mean, um, if you're looking at more statistics, uh, the DFW area is the largest, has the largest hotel new construction pipeline in the United States. So more hotels are are being built and planned being built here in the DFW area than any other place. I think so apartments keep, too, but don't yeah, verify me yeah. on that. We keep. I just get. Growing. I just yeah. got that from driving around. Yeah, yeah. So there's, uh, we keep growing and growing, um, and a couple of great new hotels are coming out of the of the ground now. Um, the JW Marriott is opening up downtown with I think it's 400 rooms. It's oh, really? Beautiful, uh, right down near the Arts District. The Hotel Swexen is a brand new Harwood hotel that's opening up in June. It's going to be only 135 rooms, but it's going to have at I think five to nine restaurants in it. It's going to be oh, very, wow. very high end. So so when you talk about this convention area, yes. we're not just talking about a new convention center. No. We're talking about an entire district. We are. We can, are. can you elaborate on that sure. a little bit? Well, right now, right now we're, we believe that the convention center and then the, the development that's proposed around it will give way to a lot of investment. There are a lot of, a lot of people that have, are, were ready to develop that area until they found out about the convention center. They paused their plans to find out how we can do it together. And with one um, fell swoop and making sure that we get the right elements that complement each other. So our convention center district, as I said, will have retail, not just in the pad of the convention center, but that will be, but all around it will have um, brand new hotels, brand new restaurants, brand new uh, uh, apartment buildings, condos, stores, and it is it's teed up and it will be ready to go, especially with that. And we're using it. You know, there's a great city here in the United States, Nashville. And Nashville yes. changed dramatically from when they built their new convention center. It is another city entirely from what it was 12 years ago. And we're hoping that we can take their lead. They did it really, really well to the benefit of their residents. And we're hoping to do the same thing. Too. Well, I want to compliment you, too, um, because you really, um, you got me to vote yes. For the the hotel, uh, or, I'm sorry, for the convention for the, yeah. 
Um, it, I don't. Was it a tax or a bond? Well, we're, well, we're going to increase. It's a tax. You, you that say. Will, yeah. So we're taxing an additional two percent that will be collected and put in trust that future bonds will be sold for and against. So okay. right now, and you know, the number is four billion. So there's there's four billion dollars worth of bonding capacity for the convention center and the redevelopment of the surrounding district, which is more than enough to pay the price. So let me ask you a couple like off the wall questions. Sure. You've lived here for three years now? Three and a half. Three and a half years. What What do you like to do in Dallas? People are just got- um, What do I like to do? Yeah, what do you like, like to, to eat? Do? Where do you like? <laughs> yeah. I know, I so, love- Yeah, so the restaurant are amazing here. Um, I'm a golfer. Okay. So, and there's there's there are dozens of golf courses. Um, Public and private. Um, I don't belong to a course, but I have an opportunity to play all the time. So this is a golfing place. And then, as you've mentioned in my bio, I'm a private pilot, so I like to fly. Oh um, yeah, let's talk yeah. about that. What, what what do you fly, and and how did that? How did you get into flying? Okay, so I'm a late bloomer. Um, I got my license, my pilot's license, four years ago, and um, I I I'm, I fly Cessnas um, okay. primarily and and Piper Warriors and. Um, I'm actually on the very final part of what's called an instrument rating, which will allow me to fly above the clouds and in, in bad weather. And um, so I'm, I'm finishing that up now and then I'm done. So that's but good. I, I like to fly almost every weekend. So, um, but you know, there's just a, another thing, as I said about the people here, people are so social here. So my wife and I have invitation after invitation to go. <laughs> I mean, uh, this weekend, I think we have four things that we're, we're going to be attending. So yeah, so it's, wow. a, it's just such a, a place that, Dallasites, when they meet you and they get to know you and they trust you, they don't invite you for breakfast. They invite, invite you over to their house for dinner. So, yes. I mean, that you're come and meet my wife, come and meet my husband. Um, we're going to have dinner together. So, it's just that kind of a place that they let you into their life uh, yes. pretty quickly and, and very, very authentically. So, that's yes. those are things I love to do. But restaurants and... Um, but it's just such a, a, a navigable city that has... And I, it's, a, it's a sophisticated city, as I said before. So, it has so many things to do. And business sophistication. Business sophistication, arts and culture, largest arts district in uh, in the United States. So wait, wait, say that again. It's the largest arts district in the United States. The actual, the actual pad of like it is a concentration of museums, performing arts. It's all right downtown. I didn't know it was the largest yes, in the largest. United States. It is bigger than New York. Yeah, from a from a square footage standpoint, but wow. I think New York has a lot more choice than we do. Right. But I'm saying right. that the, the but square, I, like all I this do, is concentrated in one area here. I do know that we um, have a lot of Broadway plays coming here. We do. Yeah. So what do you know about that? Well, Broadway Dallas um, operates out of Fair Park, which is um, a, a wonderful area that's just south of downtown. And they, they operate out of there. And they also operate, I think it's at the Windspear downtown. So they operate in two different places. So they have, they put out their schedule and, but there's not just Broadway plays, there's there's every type of performance art that you could imagine. And it goes on, because this is Texas size, so we have dozens of, of performing arts. All let, let me just stop here. I just wanted to recognize a few people that are helping us with this podcast. <laughs> Connor Leach, Cameron Short, and my son, Oliver Eichert. And they, help, they have helped me get all this together and put it together. So Perfect. before I forget, I wanted Thanks, to everybody. shout out to them. They are... They, um, two of them work for the company, and um, Oliver is my son, so he kind of helps yeah. too. And Free so labor. I, yeah. <laughs> and so, and then the Cotton Bowl. Tell us yeah. about the Cotton Bowl. The Cotton Bowl is at Fair Park, and it is the uh, every year the Texas OU game has played there for. 50 plus years, and we're hoping that that tradition continues. And that's a big deal? It is a big deal. It's a tradition between both the schools, and it's a neutral site between the two of them, and um, it we're, we're actually going to be uh, talking to them to extend their contract for another 10 years. Oh, so great. That's a, it's a big part of That's a of whole Texas lot of fun. Yet. And then what other big sporting events are coming to Dallas? Do well, you... we, have the, we have the Cotton Bowl game every year. Right. That takes place at at t Stadium in Arlington, which okay. is just 20 minutes down the road. Um, but there's there's uh, Purview um, Grambling game that also takes place at the um, Cotton Bowl um, in downtown Dallas. 
Well, there's just, I mean, there's so much tradition with the Cowboys, with, you know, the, the Stars and the Mavericks. I don't think we lack one major sport here. No, I, I know we don't. And, <laughs> yeah, and it, goes, and it goes 12 months a year. So, but people are very, you know, we're very, very, the, the hockey, baseball, football, soccer, we have something, and it's very, very central for everybody's taste. So you don't have to go very far to witness a live event here. Well, and I go to this thing called meetups.com. I go to mostly real estate meetups, as you okay. can imagine. Sure. But um, it's, off the, it's off the chart how many meetups we have in Dallas. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if you've heard of that. Probably. I have not. But I'm it's gonna... called meetups.com. It's a website. But people meet about, you name it. I go to real estate ones primarily. They have social ones. They have, I don't care what your interest is. Your interest could be... Yoga, they have a yoga meetup. Yeah. Hiking, they have a hiking meetups. Um, they just have meetups after meetups for things yeah. that interest people. Well, my and job is so social. Um, every Almost every night after work, I have something going on and on the weekend. So I think that I won't be hitting that, that website too. No, you don't need to. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to. But, I mean, but people who move here, oh, it's just uh, like, initially, touch, it's a yeah. great way to... And you can find people that have common interests. A hundred percent. And, you know, as I said before, a, a lot of the people that live in Dallas are transplants, so they're living the same life as somebody oh, that, yes. that comes in is brand new to the city. Right. And they understand that sort of loneliness that can happen, um, but it was not my experience at all. In fact, it was the opposite, that we were, you know, almost from the day we arrived, we were it flooded with right. invitations to... To get together, and they have those invitations have led to some wonderful relationships that will be longtime friends, um, lifetime friends. So well, and so many people are not from Dallas who live in Dallas. One hundred percent. That they're very welcoming and they understand. They're, they're, yeah, they're pre-wired to 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 be welcoming. Yes. Yeah. And so I understand Dallas is leading the nation in terms of new hotel construction. Yes. What does this mean for us? Well, what it means is greater capacity for. I mean, the fact is they wouldn't be they wouldn't be constructing more hotel rooms in the Dallas area if there wasn't demand for them. And that just is, I mean, it's a it's a place where people are coming to live, work, and play. Right. And that it's usually a, a, a it, it's branded as a result of, of the, the statistics that come out of it. So our, our hotels are running at around 70% aggregate occupancy, which is is means that, that more need to be built. So that is what's happening in here. I mean, it's a lot of cities are expanding. But because Dallas has the most Dallas Fort Worth area has the most um, activity right now, it means that that there's expansion from people coming in from the outside, bringing their new businesses here. They're relocating here, and they need hotel rooms. So, and for me, I'm very glad because it gives us capacity for large events like FIFA World Cup and for Super, well, Super Bowl bid that we're going to be doing in the future. So we're tell us a little bit about that. Well, there's not. We we actually were in play for one in a few years from now, but because our convention center is going to be under construction, we had to take a pass. So oh, wow. we're, but we're going to be in a, we're going to be part of the mix for one within the next 10 or 12 years. Okay. And when are the Dallas Cowboys going to win the next Super Bowl? I can't tell you that. Come I on now. Yeah, you're you're supposed year. to know these answers, <laughs> Craig. Yeah, I'm going to give you a secret. I'm not a Dallas Cowboys fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, if they if they can win one, that'll but, be you know, awesome. I, I've got to be honest. I I I'm well. They're not my first team. They are. I, I go to almost every home game, so I have oh, become great. a fan. It's not that I'm not a fan, but I you know I spent almost 30 years in Pittsburgh, so I left. I saw them win uh, three. Go to three Super Bowls, win two of them. So it's pretty hard not. And the Texas Rangers They're are doing great. Yeah. Yep. So I'm, you know, this is a place that if you, if you're a sports fan, that you, our teams are competitive every year. Yes, they are. And uh, we just need to get the Gal- Dallas Cowboys a little bit more yeah, it's up. Hard. It's and, hard. Um, we, we, we do well. It's just been a long time since we've had a Super Bowl, but that's not saying anything that <laughs> other people cities, don't yeah. know. Right. Um, but you've been a great guest thank today you, and thank you so much for coming on. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, a good place to go is visit, 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 Dal- visit Dallas.com. Okay. Yeah. And what, what can they find out on that website? It's, it's everything you would want if you're thinking of coming for a visit to Dallas, Texas. So or maybe even relocating here. Exactly. I mean, it gives you a different itineraries based upon your interests. Oh, um, it'll, it'll yeah. produce an itinerary. Yeah. If you're. If you're more of an outdoors person, if you're more of a, 
if you like shopping, if you like sporting events, we can help you with an itinerary that, that serves around that. Um, but it's a great place for you to search out for restaurants, for hotels, you know, all the things that go along with a, a visit or a vacation. Well, and our company has Bishop Arch District, and I would like to um, put in a plug for that. We have a yeah. lot of great um, restaurants there, too. And that's actually a big and fun tourist job. It's an amazing. It's a, it's, a, it's a part of Dallas that was very much a, a place where they manufactured things. And um, they, uh, thanks to Mr. Lake and a lot of other people, they really invested in that area. Yes. And it is a, an incredibly authentic entertainment district. In fact, I say this without any kind of exaggeration. We moved to this part of town because of the Bishop Arts District. So well, we yeah. chose this part of, of Dallas because of the proximity to that. It's brilliant. Well, and, and if you go down there and you go to uh, Revelers Hall, places like that, yeah. you can listen to live music. Um, like on a Sunday afternoon, you can sit there and listen to live music. Um, they have jazz bands and Things like that. Street fairs. It, it reminds me a lot of New Orleans. So yeah. it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, street fairs yeah. and things like that. So, um, well, thank you very much. Thank you, Robert. Um, Craig, and thank you for joining us on this podcast. And best wishes with the new convention. I know you're really a big part of that. I appreciate it. And you're really driving that forward as well as the city of Dallas. And I'm sure if any seat, like, for example, let's say I'm a CEO and I'm sitting in Chicago or LA or wherever. I don't want to pick on anybody, but I'm I just have it in my brain that Dallas might be a good place um, to relocate my company. Mm -hmm. uh, how could you help a person like that? Well, there, there are a lot of different economic development organizations here that, that can help the, the Dallas Regional Chamber is a perfect one. Um, the city of Dallas has an economic development department. And then Downtown Dallas, Inc. Is, um, is a great resource as well. So there's plenty of resources to help somebody with those questions about whether it makes sense to relocate to Dallas. But um, from a standpoint of, of you know, whether or not that's a life choice that you want to make individually, um, you can get a lot of information off of visitdallas.com. And can they call and talk to you maybe? If it's sure a, a CEO of a big corporation? Absolutely. And you could probably steer them in certain directions to, I'd be, I'd be delighted to, to different resources? And my email address is easy, craig.davis at visitdallas.com. craig.davis at visitdallas.com. Yep. That is great. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, Robert. Craig. Appreciate you.